0: Good day everybody and welcome to the Murne Bason Podcast. Not only do we talk about health and wellness, we also talk about other issues that is affecting us as South Africans or anybody in the world for that matter. I really trust that you will enjoy the show with myself and from time to time guests that I invite. If you love it, please share it with your friends. So sit back and relax. Today's podcast is an audio recording of a Facebook live video that I've done recently with two amazing people, Saki Stalls and François Hubert, both involved with the best group. We talk about a topic that is very relevant in the times we live in. Uh, Recently, there's been a lot of looting and uh, you need to make sure that your short-term insurance is in place and the correct things are stated in your short-term insurance policy. Also, We're going to touch on on something that uh, often we don't like discussing and that is death and having a will in place and to make sure that the right things are said in your will and also how uh, being an organ donor might um, might affect your will and what you wanted to have in place at the time of death. I trust that you'll learn a lot from the session. Please share it with everybody as wide as you can because this might change your life or then your death, for that matter. Thank you so much for both of you. I'm going to introduce both of you in a second. But um, before we get there, good evening to everybody watching this, uh, this live Facebook uh, chat. This is my first one, and the, the idea is that we're going to do this weekly. And every week, I'm going to have, a, have different guests, um, one or more guests with me. And tonight, I'm very privileged to have two very good friends of mine on the call with me. And uh, it's uh, Saki Huber and Francois, uh, Saki Stoll, sorry, and Francois <laughs> Huber, both from the Beshua group. And uh, guys, thank you so much uh, for joining me, Saki. Uh, welcome. Thank you for, for chatting with me tonight.
1: Oh, thank you, Mono. Thank you for the for the invite. Uh, really, it's a chilly evening here on the West Rand. So, but yeah, thank you so much for, for uh, inviting us and... Uh, We're looking forward to sharing some time with you this evening.
0: Fantastic.
2: Francois, welcome. Thanks for joining us tonight. Well, uh, it's a great pleasure to be here. Who would have thought 40 years ago that we'll meet on a Zoom session in a winter evening. So uh, nice to be here. Yeah, I just
0: uh, just spoke to my dad, and my dad couldn't believe when I told him I'm going to be on a call with you. Uh, So yes, fantastic. Saki, I I started writing down your CV, and then I ran out of paper. So I'm going to ask you in short, before we get to the chat, just quickly tell us what you do and um, how you got involved. And um, um, then after that, I'll uh, give a chance to Francois. And then we start uh, talking about uh, the fantastic, super amazing topic. I think that's extremely relevant for the times we live in. And we're going to talk about... uh, Short-term insurance. Ask a couple of very basic questions. We're going to keep it light. We are. Uh, we're going to keep it short, and then um, I'm going to talk to Francois about uh, something extremely important, and uh, that is that is talking about your will and a living will and everything um, about that. So, Saki, please tell us about yourself.
1: Yes, uh, thank you so much, Mona. Uh, yes, my name is Saki I'm heading up uh, commercial and marketing in uh, Besher Financial Services. Uh, Been there for for quite some time, uh, I think well over 15 years. Uh, Been in the insurance industry for quite some time, uh, well over 25 years, so that's probably giving my age away. Um, But yeah, the insurance, uh, they say insurance is like the mafia. You know, Once you're in it, it's difficult to get out of it. So uh, we had Besher situated uh, just uh, here on uh, Gordon Road in Florida, And uh, quite a nice company, and uh, we will share a little bit more about it on a later stage. But yeah, thank you so much, uh, Mourne. But yeah, that's me.
0: Saki, thank you. It's my birthday on on Friday, and I'm 21, and you're two years older than me. So um, yeah, (laughs) good. Francois, in short, please tell us about yourself.
2: What well, I think, Yes, I'm part of Best Prestige Blue Star. Um, we partnered with Best Sure last year and look after the long-term insurance and investment side of the business. Um, obviously, the era that we are in, um, ring-fencing our clients and making sure that clients get full financial support and value from our businesses is critically important for us. Um, so the best prestige side, I look after the investment side specifically um, and then also after life, um, life cover, the looking after the longer term estate planning um, uh, side of our clients. Um, so making sure that the clients get a comprehensive total financial services um, support from our combined businesses.
0: Awesome. Franshaw, thank you so much. Um, just quickly off the, off the topic completely, um, you were an amazing athlete when you were in school. Um, would have been great to see you on the Olympics doing your, your walk, uh, Francois.
2: Well, I think it's more in a shop put environment now than in the walking environment. <laughs> <laughs> after, after raising a couple of kids, um, <laughs> then you most probably won't do the race walking anymore. But yeah, it was a good, good time that time.
0: We'll get Saki in for team manager and uh, I'll just be a supporter and you can, you can do your thing. Done. Done. Saki, let's get, uh, let's get into it. Um, we live in crazy times. I mean, everybody knows that uh, our country has been in a terrible state for the last couple of weeks. Crazy things happened with the looting, but even, even before that, there's so many people that still haven't got short-term insurance in place. And, um, If I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and we will talk about that, keep it short, but um, is there insurance out there? Let's say I drive my car and I drive into a riot and my car is burned down. Um, I mean, these things happen, especially the last couple of weeks. Is there insurance in place for something like that and how can somebody go about to get that?
1: Yes. Well, it's a very important question and uh, you know I think uh, after all you know the last couple of weeks has been uh, horrific you know in, in the sense of we seeing uh, you know on, on Facebook we're seeing uh, videos posted on on uh, on WhatsApp groups and all that about the people looting and burning down the places that's part of insurance called satria which is for political rights and strike so uh, on all insurance policies that is available um, you know, it's, it's also optional, um, so just make sure, that's my, my recommendation to you tonight, is just make sure that, that your policy do have that cover on. It's called SASRIA, um, for political right and strike. Um, over, over the last couple of years, that has changed um, in being, uh, it had to be political uh, orientated, uh, a riot or a strike or looting, um, but nowadays it could be any, anything that's actually triggering the event. So it's not specifically just to political rights. Um, so please do ask your broker and uh, that, you know, you need to make sure that on your motor and household, your personal life policy that it's on, as well as obviously on your business policy uh, to make sure that, that that cover is on. And that, border in, in short, will cover you for, for that event uh, where your, your vehicle or your property has been damaged. Uh, by riot or strikes or or looting and what we saw the last couple of weeks.
0: Of course. I think there's, I mean, the times we live in, economic times, it's challenging for many people. Um, I think there is people out there that, unfortunately, also made the mistake of cancelling their, their insurance just to try to save some money somewhere. But I think they want to pull their hair out of their heads at the moment for doing something like that. In today's times, we just cannot go without that.
1: Yeah, you see the, the unfortunate, you know, the unfortunate part just on the cancelling of the policies. You know, that's it's probably one of the first things that go. You know, if you must choose between putting food on your table or uh, or paying insurance policy, you know, and uh, that that's just uh, a basic risk uh, management that needs to be done to make sure that you know you've got some sort of cover. Once again, you know, please speak to your broker, speak to us, and let's see if we can make a plan for you.
0: Of course, um, and we're going to discuss that with Francois as well and we, why it's so important because not only that, um, I mean, you can die in a, in a riot, for example, or something can go wrong. And if your life insurance and your will is not in place and your short-term insurance, it's just trouble waiting to happen. Saki, so, okay, what what advice can you give us, um, in short, I know you probably can talk for days about this, but what advice can you give us on um, on motor and household insurance?
1: Well. Well, yeah, you, you're quite right, I can, I can speak for days, but let me give you a couple of, of things that we've seen of late, and specifically, uh, I always like to talk about you know, claims, so when there was a claim, and, and, and the claim uh, did not pay out, or was repudiated based on a couple of factors, so just to make sure that, that you got this right. These, number one is, you know, on, on your household contents, I will really recommend you to do what we call inventory. And that's basically you know, looking at your household contents and seeing you know, what the value of the contents is. Keep in mind, we are all, we all insuring at replacement value. So uh, it's, a, it's a paper that you actually complete. Uh, you can get some, I know some companies do offer uh, uh, surveyors to come out to your house and come and do it very professionally. Uh, although it's not, not really needed, but to establish the correct um, price or the correct sum insure that you need to insure your household contents for just keep in mind that your household contents is one of the things that uh, they do apply average. So when they break into the house uh, and they actually clear you out, and let's say, for example, your household contents was insured for 100,000, it was supposed to be insured for 200,000, obviously there's a 50% average that will apply and you'll get lesser out than what you were supposed to get out. On the motor side of things, Let's, let's uh, call this one is uh, the nominated drivers. Now, uh, not by uh, any giving any uh, of the direct insurers uh, any, any uh, you know, grief tonight, but um, just make sure that when you ensure that your driver is what you've asked for, meaning that if it's a nominated driver, meaning a nominated driver, only that person can drive the vehicle, it is a much cheaper premium to do that. However, you get an open driver policy, which means that anybody can drive the vehicle. As soon as it's nominated, you, you actually nominate a specific person to drive the vehicle. So when you're in an accident and that person has not been nominated, that could lead to a re- repudiation of a, of a claim, which obviously can cost, uh, cost you some, some money. That's just two tips, uh, Mona. I, I think I can keep you busy with quite a bit uh, tonight on uh, what to do and what not to do. And obviously, you know, speak to your broker, make sure that you maybe get to him at least once a year, update your policy because, you know, you do get stuff uh, that you buy straight throughout the year and, uh, you know, to make sure that your policy is updated.
0: I just wanted to say that, Saki, I think everybody's situation change often. I mean, so many people now suddenly work from home. They don't spend time on the road anymore. Surely that must affect your, can affect your, your premium monthly as well.
1: Absolutely, yes, it does. Definitely. And that's why, you know, like I say, speak to an authorised broker, let him assist you. Um, you know, we will, at the end as well, give you an offer that you can uh, have a look at. Um, but, yeah, it's like the saying always go morning, no, it's, it's always to say after an event occurred that I should have, you know, done this or I should have done that. To make sure that, yes. you know, your stuff is in order. And uh, so when there's a claim that there's no surprises.
0: I, I'm laughing now. I'm thinking back a while back. I've uh, I've spoken to Andrea, my girlfriend, and I spoke to her, and uh, I said to her, "Listen, we need to sort out your insurance, and um, give me a list of what you've got so that we put it on the insurance." And I was thinking back of the time that I've that I've done mine, and typically, typically me, sometimes being all over the place, I made a list, but it was small papers, and nothing was um, done. I mean, perfectly. Andrea sent me an Excel, Excel form, everything detailed, how many spoons she had in her house, How many, probably how many hair clips, everything to the book. But I guess that's the right thing to do.
1: <laughs> anyway, right she,
0: do, she do will right probably, probably give me a hard time if she hears this. Saki, <laughs> I'm going to ask you one more question. Sure. Um, if, um, what, uh, when it comes to business insurance, what do you need to look out for? Sure
1: mono once again there's so many so many things to look at uh, and uh, what the biggest thing is of business insurance is to do a proper risk management so uh, what we do as an example we'll go out to the business owner we'll sit down discuss risk with him um, after all what the outflow of any risk management is actually your insurance policy to see you know to cover events that might occur or that might not occur you, you don't need to cover that events you know I've seen so many policies of late, specifically business policies, um, that could have been streamlined. You know, some stuff that, that, that's not a risk anymore, that's still covered. Um, and some events that is not really, you know, uh, supposed to be on the policy, which is still covered. So, specifically in this day and age, you know, make sure that you, you do the risk management. I'll just give you an example uh, a of, a, of a simple risk management. Uh, you've got an alarm in your in, in your building, uh, wherever you are. Uh, you've got 24-7 uh, security. You've got uh, off-site monitoring. So what is the risk, really, if they're going to be breaking into that place and wipe the place out or tear your place out? The risk is almost nothing, you know? So I'm just using that as an example. So why do you want to take theft cover then if the risk is not there anymore uh, or if it's limited? So take at least, you know, don't have to take 100,000 grand death cover, only take 20,000 grand death cover. So that's a kind of risk mitigation which I see plays a utral and that obviously plays a utral on your bottom line, on your premium saving. So um, in any case, paying for alarm. So get your stricter uh, security measures and then take some stuff off your policy.
0: Saki, um, yo, that's so much to take in. And um, I guess, as, you, as we said, we can talk about this for days. I think there's so many examples. I'm living in a complex, and uh, at one stage, uh, the complex, the gate was out of order, and um, we didn't have security for over two weeks. And I've only realized and learned afterwards that during that time, I actually wasn't insured because that wasn't stipulated on my policy. And am I correct when I say, uh, because my policy stipulated that I live in a security complex where the gate is closed all the time? And then during that time, if they did break in, I probably would not have been
1: covered, correct? Yes, 100% right. 100% right. Yeah. And you know, it's uh, scary. You yeah, and unfortunately, you know, no. that's the, like, uh, you know, people is not uh, educated about it. Um, but as soon as the claim occurs, then the claim would be you already got the loss, but you didn't know, you know, unfortunately, in today's day and age, you know, there's, uh, there's not such thing then. I didn't know. Of course.
0: Saki, thank you so much. I know at the end, um, we're going to quickly wrap up again, and you're going to give everybody uh, that's watching, either live or later on, uh, a lovely, a lovely offer, and um, be of great assistance to them. But uh, Francois, let, let's move over to you. Recently for all the Afri- Afrikaans people watching, um, especially watching their soapies, showpiece, Khitraut Met Rugby and Binnenlanders, there's been a there's been an example on Khitraut on with Rugby, for example, where one of the main characters, Reitz, was in a car accident and uh Reitz actually had a willing uh, a living will in place as well as the fact that he was an organ donor. That's uh, that was quite quite sad to see. And unfortunately we as a family my cousin many many years ago uh he was murdered and g- gone through exactly the same thing We was an organ donor sad, but things like that happened and even then on Benilandus there was uh there was Ilana that uh that passed away I think if I remember correctly she, there was an accident as, as well but the big thing there was the two kids um obviously and uh, the um the estate state and all of that that had to be paid out and all of that. That's great examples um, of how quickly things can go can go wrong, Francois. So um, when it comes to a wall, what um, what are the main things that we need to make sure that we have in place, Francois?
2: Well, I perhaps just sort of intro to what you're saying is, and then there was COVID as well. Um, yeah, true. Yeah, it's on, coming back to us now, and you won't believe that in this whole 15, 16-month period that we've been through now, it's not covered that was the biggest issue on the Sunlam side. It's not looking at the investment values and where they're going. The most requests and um, questions we had was about waltz, um, of today you think all your stuff is in place and tomorrow you're not there to make a decision about what should happen when something happens to you so it brings us right back to the importance of a wall um and i think you touched on it now Let's start off to say that when last did people effectively look at their walls? And that's the starting point. I mean, if you haven't in a three to five year span had a look at what all the stipulations are that are in your wall, the chance of you sitting with a wall that's not executable and therefore does not allow the people that stay behind to honor your wishes is very good. So I think to start the discussion about a will, you should start at, do you actually have something in place to make decisions when you are not able to make decisions? Because that's what what a will is about. Um, And have you spoken to the people that sit around you and that deal with you on a daily basis and depend on you as to what should happen if you cannot make the decisions. And that does your will effectively reflect that and is executable according to the laws of our country when you're getting to that position. So in short, it's sort of a sidetrack to the answer that you're looking for. Um, But that's what it is about. If you're not able to tell people what you want, does your will stipulate that?
0: François? it's sad, um, but it's true. I'm, I'm on a... On a men's group and every tuesday night we we talk about uh, a topic and uh, and uh, things close to heart and we often tell each other that it is something we we don't like to talk about death we we talk about everything else the weather the rugby uh the so-called high tackle that was supposed to be a yellow card or red that wasn't given on saturday we talk about everything else but we don't talk about that what do i want at my funeral what um, my will for example it's um and it's the most important thing to talk about so francois how often should one then update update a world
2: well if i could do it every year i would do it every year but we need to be realistic i mean in most situations if you look at a world on a yearly basis it's 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 more than adequate i say to my clients that you cannot exceed five years and not revise your will. Um, then you're moving into very dangerous ter- um, territory. If we talk about um, a will being executable or not, things might have changed over the last five years, where you had people that benefic- that should benefit from your will and be beneficiaries and heirs hi- in your will, um, and they're not there anymore. Um, and it gets to a point that your wishes state that x, y, and z should go to this person, that person, and the other person, and they're not able to do it because those people are not here, and they are not structures in place of what needs to happen with the assets. Um, so in my mind, I think five years is the absolute um, sort of limit that you can't move beyond. I think a three-year environment is is actually quite a good um, space. That every three years you need to go through it in detail, um, and in a five-year space, you should actually also, at the estate planning angle, looking at the financing, the liquidity thereof, and everything else that goes with estate planning as well.
0: Thank you, François. Wow, that's um, I wonder how many people actually actually do that. I think that's that will be. Frightening to to know, François. Let, let's let's use the the this example. What about what about miners? Mom and dad pass away, and it's only the the miners, the two young kids staying behind. What about them?
2: It's a minefield if you start talking about guardianship. Um, It should be stipulated, it should be fought through, you should get proper advice as to how do you bring it into a will, what is the implication of a divorce um, when you um, put guardians into your will on it. Um, So that whole aspect is a minefield from a legal point of view and you need to have proper input in that space. second side of it is so what happens if the kids are not 18 years old yet and these money and these assets that should go to them and it brings the whole trust discussion um keep looking after the assets for the kids until they're at an age that you believe the money and the assets should be going to them that they can take responsible decisions um for it so again you need to think through it. You need to put a structure in place and you need to allow for a trust as a proper structure um, to be put in place to look after your kids at that point in time.
0: Sure. Well, that's, that's a mouthful, but um, I'm sure there's so many fights out there because once again, most of the time, I think that that's probably not um, in place the way it should be.
2: And the
0: yeah I'm sure that's um and during a time like that you don't want to go through that emotional worries and certainly don't want to put your kids through that you want to make sure that that everything is is sorted during that extremely difficult time for them absolutely francois let's uh, let's uh, use the haddro rugby example where with a young fit rugby player um that was there one day uh suddenly unfortunately um got badly injured in a, in a car accident, and he was um, on um, life, uh, what's it, um, uh, what do you call it? Support, Givens, life, support. Uh, life support, thank you, Saki. That's my Afrikaans letting me down there. He was on life support, and um, he had a living will. So what is a willing uh, living will, and um, how, how do I get that in place, if I want to do that?
2: A living will is an addition to a normal will. Um, So what it allows is that when you unfortunately get into the position that you have to depend on equipment and implements to do your life support um, because clinically you are not able to do it anymore, a living will allows for the implements and equipment to be switched off and give the authority from your side to do it. It's not part of a normal world. It's a world that needs to be created over and above your normal world. And you need to sit and talk through your legal representative to actually give you a good idea of the implications of that. And then you need to draft a world that allow for that. So that the people that are left behind um, have your clear authority as to what should happen and what should not happen at that point in time
0: if I have a living will, do I also then need to stipulate, and again, I'm just thinking back about what happened in getrope with rugby, uh, getrope and rugby, and obviously that's not 100% spot on all the time, it's a, it's a TV series, but do I need to stipulate in that living will, who is the person or persons that can and will make the de- decisions on my behalf? Um, who will finally switch the machines off? Um, if, if that makes sense, what I'm asking.
2: It most probably will depend on the situation. A living wall can be broad enough to allow for um, the authority should it happen. So you give authority that it may happen and you don't necessarily need to stipulate the person, but you obviously can do that as well. Um, Again, it's about the circumstances, what you want, and having a proper decent discussion with uh, the necessary legal representative that can get, take you through the detail. As I say, it can be complicated or it can be very uncomplicated, um, but it allows for that to, to be a, to be able to happen.
0: Franchon, then uh, that brings me to the next one. What about What about organ donors and what about the fact that um, I might want to have a normal funeral compared to somebody else that might want to be cremated, for example?
2: You can put the options into your will. Um, As a matter of fact, in our basic walls, we allow for that to be put into it. And then it can be executed once you are not there um, to be able to tell or to tell people that that's what you want on it. So again, it's exactly the purpose why you should have a will. Um, You are not there to tell them what you want because you have drafted it into your will. They can actually execute it when you are not available to tell them what to do. Of course. François, will it be correct if I say to, um,
0: to, to keep it simp- simpler is uh, as simple as possible is then actually better than I mean, to have as complicated? Well, is it correct in saying that?
2: Absolutely. I normally say to my clients, don't try and rule from the grave. Of um, course, the more complicated you make it, the more questions comes with executability of the will at that point in time. Now you want to do a list of a hundred things that need to happen with your belongings and the way you thought about family and the way you wanted to run it. Um, And the executor is not in a position to fulfill that will. And if there's enough of those instances and if it is crucial enough in the whole execution of your will, they will come to a point to say, but your will is not executable anymore. Um, and then you go into an interstate environment um, where it's determined other than the way that you would have liked it to be. Um, so, yeah, Mordner, you spot on. Um, I really I understand that there are complex wills where you need to have legal, proper legal advice in there as to how you deal with specific entities how you deal with specific assets, with specific situations. But as a general rule, if you can avoid complexity in a world, it just makes it so much easier and executable when you get to that point in time. But then um, stating that there are circumstances where it needs to be more complex, and then you need to have the proper um, legal expertise to advise you how to do that.
0: Bottom line, I guess, is speak to the, speak to the professionals. And talking about, yeah. th- about that, Francois, um, I twisted your arm beforehand, and I know um, that you've got, a, you've got an offer for everybody listening tonight, so please tell us about that.
2: Yeah, we are, Mona. we are in a position to offer to people that don't have wills and need urgent revisions of the wills um, actually to do it for free. The value of drawing up such a will in the most basic circumstances is about 900 grand at this point in time. And if there are any people um, on this discussion that would need urgent advice on that, we are um, we are more than willing to do it from this prestigious side um, for free at this point in time. They should just um, indicate it and make contact with us and we will take it up with it.
0: Franco, that's awesome. Thank you so much. So for everybody watching, um, in the description on the, on the live Facebook that's on my page, as well as in the comment section at the, at the bottom, when I'm done here, I will go and put that in the comment section at the bottom as well. There is a form that you can click on, and if you click on, click on that form, it will take you to, uh, to the obviously, the online form that you can fill in. And all that you need to do is put your details there, your name, your number, contact details, and you can stipulate there. Do you either want, um, and I'm gonna put Saki on the spot as well, you probably don't know it yet, but you can either indicate that, do you need um, assistance with your will, or then uh, maybe advice on short-term insurance or both, and then uh, submit the form and then, uh, Francois, you guys will get back to them, correct?
2: We will definitely do that and we will do it sooner rather than later. There is no time to waste all up and running. Well, if I take myself as, as an example,
0: um I'm much better now. I'm so thankful. But um I've had COVID and it was really bad. And at one stage I I was scared that I might not make it. And things can change like that. Mm. Anything is possible. Forget COVID. It can be you can go to Cradlestone Mall and there can be a wall that collapsed that happened on um on the weekend, I believe. Mm. Anything can happen. Saki from your side, what um how can you help people? I know for you it's not only about getting the business. It's about assisting people. I know your heart. How can you How can you help from um, from from your side?
1: what we'd like to offer from our side is a free risk assessment. Um, what that entails will be then, uh, you know if we look at your current position with your insurance, uh, give you advice on that. And please, you know, it's an obligation. So we're not going to have a gun against your head and say you have to take insurance or anything like that. It's just making sure. Like Moro says, you know, just make sure that you are correct, and sure we will be the first ones to tell you that, yes, everything is in order or change here or change there. Um, but the key thing is you to make sure that there's no uh, surprises, you know, whenever there's a claim. Um, I think that is the key thing. And obviously, you know, I think for now, with the COVID uh, regulations that's in place, uh, I think most people do not see each other, you know, physically, so virtual meetings. So we do offer a virtual uh, broking facility, uh, meaning that you know, we can either go on platforms like Team, uh, we can do Zoom like what we are using the facility tonight. Uh, we can even go on a conference call. Um, so it depends on these many ways. And if you really would like to see us uh, uh, physically, we can, we can make a plan. But uh, yeah, like Mona says, it's a free risk assessment. Uh, if you're either on your motor and household insurance, if you need some advice, or on your business insurance? either. all.
0: Saki, fantastic. Thank you so much. I can't believe we, we've we been online now for about 35 minutes. Um, wow. Feels like feels like five, but we can probably go on for another two days. Uh, gentlemen, Saki francho from my side, thank you so much for your time, for your expertise, for your advice. As always, um, I love talking to you. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm sure everybody that, everybody that watched really did learn a lot. Guys, please get in touch with uh, Saki, get in touch with Francois. Just click on the form, fill it in, and I know they will go out of their way to, to assist you. Gentlemen from my side, thank you so much. Thanks, everybody watching. And yeah, um, Saki, Francois, thank you. It was wonderful. Thank you for listening to the Mournay Bisson podcast. We trust that you enjoyed it. Please share it with everybody on all the platforms where you can. Please remember to follow me, Mornei on Facebook, on Instagram, and also follow the next amazing challenge that I'm doing over the next couple of months, and that is Conquer Your Mountain. And that is especially to assist people to create awareness for the fight against depression. Also visit me on my website, www.mbihealth.co.za.